0: You are listening to a Big Finish production. These thunderbolts are everywhere. This is the Big Finish
1: podcast. Official reality ejection conjunction, 15th of April, 18 years past the 20th Chronoclasm. What? It's a
0: tongue twister (laughs) and off. and Benji. Hello, you. This is the podcast where you can find out all the latest about Big Finish Productions and a world of audio drama excitement that we are offering you. Well done for reading that out, even though I wrote it very badly. (laughs) Uh, That's right,
1: we have all manner of audio excitement for you. And if Doctor Who is your
0: kind of thing, you've come to the right place. I'm Nick and he's Benji. And welcome to our Doctor Who short trip special. Instead of our usual guest star spot, we're featuring a special report on our Doctor Who Short Trips subscriber special stories. Along with an interview with our next producer of the Short Trips range, Alfie Shaw. And our 15-minute drama tease features the reunification of the Torchwood team in Believe. But do be warned, this episode of Tortured contains adult material right from the
1: start, which you may feel is not appropriate for younger listeners. So do feel free to hit the stop button at that point, 15 minutes from the end of the podcast, if you feel anyone inappropriate is listening
0: through a crack in the door or from behind the sofa. Naturally, all our regular podcast features will be here for you. That includes the Big Finish news, listeners' emails, in which we might be announcing our competition winner and setting another competition, Mm, Uh, the Randomoid Selectatron, and a roundup of our latest releases. That's right. So now, by my reckoning, it's time
1: for us to smarten up our acts, Benji, and prepare ourselves for the ruddy Big Finish news. Bye,
0: Jingo, you're right, old bean. So, coming up in this week's news, we preview the trailers for the second half of the latest series of Fourth Doctor Adventures, starring Tom Baker. We also preview the theme for our new thriller series based on that vintage ITV ratings smash hit, Callan. And there's a reminder that the 10th Doctor Chronicles are out virtually any minute now.
1: So first the fourth doctor adventures. Wow. Now I'm um, yes. I've been I've been yes, yes. Uh, uh one of my main jobs for big finish is to direct the fourth doctor adventures. If a fourth doctor adventure is not directed by me, it just means that I was temporarily incapacitated <laughs> in some form
0: <laughs> or Somebody another.
1: whacked you on the uh, neck that like they do in yes. all those. Hey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh it
1: was John Pertwee. Hey. <laughs> Hi. Um, <laughs> Shadow of London is the first one uh, by Justin Richards, The Bad Penny by Dan Starkey, Uh, Kill the Doctor, and The Age of Sutek by Guy Adams. I will queue up trailers for those in a minute, Um, tell you a little bit about it. No, I was incapacitated, obviously, with Shadow of London, because I I didn't direct that one. (laughs) Uh, Directed by... (laughs) Every time I say incapacitated... I are you, oh Yeah, it does work. <laughs> um, it's Ken Bentley directed that one. Um, it's a very mysterious story by the wonderful Justin Richards, who we all uh, love very much. Anyway, here's, here's the trailer for that. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, The Fourth Doctor Adventures. Shadow of London. This
2: is the same London where we met Mr. Jago and Professor Lightfoot. That's right. Doctor, where are all the people?
3: It does seem a little quiet, doesn't it? Hello. haven't seen those two before.
4: Good morning. Oh, morning. I'd head back that way, if I were you. Towards the pub.
2: Why is that?
4: Well, you're almost at the edge.
2: The edge? The edge of what? What did he mean?
3: The sound of death? The sound of trouble, that's for sure. The edge will have to wait. Come on.
5: Hostile sighted again on Grantham Street. The two newcomers are heading towards the scene. I think there's been another killing.
3: Let's hope we find the murderer before he finds us.
6: What the hell is that?
7: I've never seen anything quite like it.
6: Look, it is coming after us.
7: I thought you were all for standing
3: and fighting. You should
6: not fight if you know you cannot win. Wise words. Yes,
3: I just suggest we keep on running. The pub. Oh, an excellent notion, uh, constable. The pub it is. Uh,
1: now the bad penny by dan starkey dan starkey as you know who played uh, strax didn't he he did indeed cool fellow as well nice guy yeah. yeah lovely does lots for us and this is his first outing i believe as a writer of doctor who stuff really mysterious strange story with uh, masses of humor in it but also lots of disturbing stuff and dan plays about a million parts in it mm-hmm. <laughs> so all these extra characters i'll play them i'll play them okay fine um and uh, he also plays a horrible monster he does the monster really, really brilliantly yeah yeah no I, I think tom baker said who who's making that noise <laughs> said, it's dan <laughs> dan welch he's so good He's so good um yeah lo- lovely uh, lovely play really enjoyed doing it great cast um Oh, who was in it that uh, used to be in um Dalek Empire Laura Reese was in it that's right um and that was one of those it's a bit like the Mark Hellstopp and Prisoner thing I, I bumped into her on a train one day and I hadn't seen her in years I said oh blimey do you want to do a big finish she said yes <laughs> so uh Laura's a fantastic actor uh, got her in also um yeah some other lovely people anyway here's the Blooming trailer <laughs> Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, the fourth Doctor Adventures. The Bad Penny.
6: Mr. Tulip, it's just not good enough. The room's filthy and that racket was a last straw. <coughs> what the hell? <coughs>
2: Whoa,
6: what was that?
3: Lila, like this is very gravely serious, or it will be if I do nothing about it. Then do
2: something! Oh, oh! oh.
3: Joy. Hello, the Cross Keys
7: Hotel reception desk. How may I help you? Ah, uh, Mr Ronald, I wonder
8: if you would do me the honor of joining me.
3: Aha! This mirror is huge! There's a distinct time lag between what we're doing and what's happening in a minute. No! No! What is it, Edwin? What do you see? how well, fire and damnation! No! No! There you are! I've been waiting
2: in this lobby for over half an hour. Where did you come from? The Millennium Urban Regeneration Company.
3: Not there a moment ago. Ah, hello. Haven't we met before? I don't think so. I'd remember.
2: There's something after me! I don't know what it is! You must run!
5: Follow me if you do not want to age to death! What do you think you
3: are? I think I'm the doctor, and this is Leela. You don't look like a doctor to me, more like a jazz musician. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> Big Finish. We love
9: stories.
7: That does sound I eagerly await your arrival.
1: Kill the Doctor by Guy Adams, part of a sort of double bill of uh, Sutekness. Uh, the following one is called The Age of Sutek, but Kill the Doctor. I can't remember what Guy Adams originally called it but very early on in the story, people start saying, kill the doctor. (laughs) So I said, you've got to call it kill the doctor. I kept thinking of that line from Robots of Death. Kill the doctor, kill, 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 kill kill, the doctor. Kill kill the doctor. (laughs) Do not kill me, I am not. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so it just, and I just want a Doctor Who story called kill the doctor. Yeah, you've got to have that. It's It's, um, Anyway, here's the trailer for that. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions, Doctor Who: The Fourth Doctor Adventures.
3: Kill the Doctor!
2: Out of the way! Look where people are going! You clumsy fool!
3: Oh, welcome to Drummond. It has shops. Cities are
6: trouble. Cities bring us bad luck. Yeah! D- interested in the new Palm Portal X? I'm
7: interested in most things.
10: Found him. Tech shop on Plaza Algiers. Whoever he is, he's not from around here. Look at that scarf.
3: Oh, hello! Are you shop security?
6: This is where you end up when Drummond wants nothing to do with you. And these are all forgotten people. But there are so many. It takes a lot of money to survive in the city and there's only so much to go around.
11: Oh, no. Constable Joyce, Drummond P.D., want to talk to you. Uh, hello. Oh, hello,
7: sir. You don't want to kill me? Everyone else has taken one look at me and turned homicidal.
3: Is that the radio?
7: Big Finn.
3: Ah, people will listen to any old torch these days. and then finally,
1: the age of Sutek by also by Guy Adams. Um, wow. Um, so if you're a fan Sutek. of uh, Sutek. <laughs> a bit, if you're a fan of Gabriel Sutek Gabriel Wolf, or indeed Benji doing Sutek. Um, There's plenty of that in this episode. Lots of of mummies and really um, some great, great music, well, throughout all these releases of The Fourth Doctor, but particularly in this one from Jamie Robertson doing some brilliant stuff. Oh, Jamie Robertson, who I should mention, did a a Game Boy (laughs) version of the Jago and Lightfoot theme. Let's just hear that first.
0: Yeah, he's a talented chef and
1: anyway, he <laughs> he just likes to send me random things right the, the thing is if write into podcast at bigfinish.com with another challenge for jamie robertson to do something crazy with a theme tune all right folks yeah you've asked for it robertson um anyway uh, what was i doing talking about the age of sutek, sutek. here's the trailer for that <laughs> coming soon from big finish productions doctor who The fourth Doctor adventures. The Age of Sutek.
3: This is now the world of Sutek, and however ornate, however decadent, it's a world of death. Who is Sutek? last of the Osiris. We
7: attend you, Empress. Our lives are yours.
4: Indeed they are.
3: They're shooting at us. Of course they are, that's what they do. And if you keep driving in a straight line, they'll hit us, too.
5: Uh, it will take more than a branch to stop me, Sutek.
7: Attend me, services. Destroy the enemies of
1: Sutek.
6: We heard an announcement about sacrifice. We should find the place where Sutek plans on killing your people. Pick
2: your target! Uh, Pikes! Uh! Uh!
3: So easily dismissed. Yes. Yes. Who forced to serve me? I am everything. I am Sutec,
1: the destroyer. Big finish. We love
0: stories, and don't forget that the Fourth Doctor Adventures 7B will be out very soon. Mm, looking so, forward to that. Yeah,
1: so, sounds like a 7B. It sounds like a class. You know, reminds me of
0: a pencil. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm writing for 7B. <laughs> Seven. I was what was I? I was 7R, and then was moved to 8M. There we go. Oh, uh, that was my forms. Well, I was in 9M, 10M, 11M, and then moved up. Don't know why it changed. Just did. There we go. Boring.
1: this classic music well this is actually our new version of the theme of that classic itv spy thriller callan and the trick is as you've probably
0: noticed it sounds exactly like the old one it really does <laughs> howard carter uh, absolute genius for for it's it's just perfect i I, I, I couldn't i couldn't put it any better it's just perfect everything about it um, something actually I picked up in there, there's like little violin stuff going on in the background. Violins yeah, are really yeah. quite difficult to do on modern uh, MIDI sort of based uh, music. There's lovely
1: muted trumpet in it as mm.
7: well.
0: I want to know if the guitar's real or if it's synthesised. It's jolly
1: good. I think it's real because I can hear the strings. and I know a lot of the synthesised versions do have the <coughs> string noises, but I think i think he's got the old guitar out and played that because i can hear i can hear some amp hiss on it i think it sounds more um it's very very like the original but if you put the two together you can hear a big difference this one this one sounds like a sort of live version played at a gig Mm.
0: (laughs) yep i can i can totally relate to that yeah no it's it's jolly good and and uh yeah very exciting stuff for the future And that's just a reminder actually that it's out in July and stars Ben Miles as Callum with Frank Skinner as Lonely with our very own Nick here as Spy Chief Hunter oh yes four stories feature adapted from the original
1: short stories by the series creator James Mitchell who was a, a a towering figure in 1970s and 60s television just created all sorts of things When the Boat Comes In as well an enormous series on the BBC very very successful and talented writer and anyway these um, Callan short stories have been adapted by his son Peter Mitchell who we met up with um, to, to you know discuss getting the rights of this and Peter lovely guy He's great and and a superb writer, just like his dad. And the stories are File on a Deadly Deadshot, File on a Classy Club, File on an Awesome Amateur, and File on a Harassed Hunter. Yeah, that's me. It's directed by Ken Bentley, and my goodness,
0: we had a fantastic time recording them and there'll be more story details and trailers and clips coming up in the following weeks for that so get ready because you're gonna love it
1: and finally, a reminder that the 10th Doctor Chronicles are out very soon. Uh, here's a reminder of that trailer. Jacob Dudman narrates with guest stars Jacqueline King, Michelle Ryan and John Colshaw, all brilliantly directed by Helen Goldwyn, who you may remember also produced our Big Finish original Atta Girl, out now, getting fantastic responses from our listeners. Anyway, here's the trailer for the
6: 10th Doctor Chronicles.
7: Good morning, sir. Chef Orentino of the Georduris.
6: Good to meet you. I'm the Doctor and this is Rose. So, what's on the menu today?
1: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who, the 10th Doctor Chronicles.
7: Hi, I'm Nathan Hart. welcoming you to Backtrack, the premier temporal sightseeing experience.
6: Ahoy there! Sorry we're late, room for a couple of small ones. Oh no, you don't. You're not dragging Wilf off to
10: Venus. He's not unloaded the dishwasher. I didn't expect to see you again.
3: There's a small universe. How did you get on board without reservations?
6: Believe me, I have reservations. That's what happens to all the guests on MXQ1.
0: But there's more going on than just the food. I'm here because I'm looking for my brother, Uncle Ez.
10: I don't know if there is a mystery here. I mean, not one of his the cars are trying to kill us mysteries.
5: What's it doing? Scanning. Let me guess, for you? Nah.
3: We've got a giant alien virus on board that we don't let out. Not in the past, not in the present, not ever. None of us is getting out of here alive. It's impossible.
6: It's not just us that's in trouble. It's time. Time itself is in agony. And we're slap bang in the middle of it.
1: Big Finish. We love stories.
10: We go. It was only a matter of time before something started shooting at us.
0: He did a uh, really cool behind-the-scenes video, didn't he? Actually, of the recording did, of that yeah, one. Check yeah, out,
1: yeah. Check out uh, Jake Dubman's um, uh, YouTube channel. It's really
0: yeah. It's a good way a he little, a little inside look at the uh, the world of Big Finish there. Uh, and on that note, it's the end of the news. There it is. I'm well, gonna I'm gonna close the file on the news but, there. Um, I know. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know. Well, yeah. If if we keep giving the news, there'll be nothing to talk about next week. We'll just keep going know. until there's nothing left. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, I'm, I'm closing that file. I'm putting it in the filing cabinet, which is where I assume files go. Closing it and I'm locking <laughs> that until next week. Classified. Sorry, okay. sorry, Nick. Let me out. No, 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 Nick. You you have to stay in there with it. The guard. You're the guardian. <laughs> <Help me. laughs> yes, and now I shall be taking over Nick's responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want those mate that's for sure no no maybe not i'll let you out in 10 minutes yeah when the first phone call comes where's uh where's nick um he's in the filing remember. cabinet <laughs> i'll just get him out
1: there you are nick Remember, coming up for you shortly is a fantastic feature on our subscriber special Doctor Who short trips, along with an interview uh, with our brand new producer for the range. But before all that megatastic excitement, contain yourselves, here's an equally unbearable level of molecular tingling as represented by listeners'
0: emails just for you. No surprises for you that if you're a regular listener to the Big Finish podcast that I love emails. It's a well-known fact in this neck of the woods, that's for sure. And all you have to do to join in this email is to email us at podcast at bigfinish.com. That's podcast at bigfinish.com. We air your views and answer your questions, and we want to hear what you have to say, and it's always nice to hear from different people, and, and, and uh, you know, because you come from all over the world, which is rather lovely as well, so yeah, get yeah, lots I'm of perspectives like from different places, it's rather lovely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, starting so up, nice, this one yeah. from Michael House. Dear hosts, yes, we are hmm? hosting a dinner party, you see. Um, yes, yeah, do come in. Do <laughs> come in, sit down, sit down, sit down oh yes now, that's, making a speech yes yes so I love a speech and a peach uh, yes well <laughs> my father was a butler my father before, no I don't want to do that it's another that's podcast that's from another
1: podcast that's from the Benji and Nick show do 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 uh, have listen. a listen at
0: nicholasbriggs.com uh, so yes that wasn't in Michael House's uh, email dear hosts last night my living partner and I listened to episodes three and four of at a girl For context, we were washing the dishes after dinner whilst listening to episode 3, Flying Blind. When we reached certain pivotal scenes, which those who have listened to it will understand, we stopped what we were doing and stared at each other in astonishment at the story and the performances alike. I'm fond of the works of Big Finish in general, and I especially admire your deft depiction of the humanist vision of the shape of things to come. And even given the high bar that the people at Big Finish have already set for themselves, I think Atta Girl is better. And in particular, Flying Blind is the greatest achievement yet from Big Finish. And I'm looking forward to what Big Finish does next, both with this series and in general. Sincerely, Michael House from Japan. Yeah. Wow, thank you, Michael. That's amazing. I, I
1: just want to tell you that I sent your email to Louise Jameson and uh, Helen Goldwyn and I hope they will disseminate it to members of the cast. And, and, and so she, uh, Louise wrote back with just three letters, W-O-W, wow. So you've made them very, very happy. So thank you, Michael. That's a lovely, lovely email. Uh, next up, this one from Harry Robbins. Hello, Benic Nick G., I don't know what (laughs) happened there. He's a famous actor, isn't he? Uh, yes annoyingly I missed out on getting the CD bundles for the Sarah Jane Smith range and so I was planning on getting a download bundle however I have noticed that I cannot get a series one two bundle and that's because the first episode of series one comeback has not yet been released as a download I remember Nick saying something about downloads not being in the contract back then because downloads didn't exist and I assume that's the case but the rest of the series is available as a download I I believe they are as individual downloads yeah Sorry about that one harry that's really annoying isn't it we will get it sorted out one day uh then i was re listening to bernie summerfield volume 3 and i've still got that 28230664709 three eight four four six zero nine five zero zero five eight two two three one seven song in my hey, head well done, well done. Uh, i think i got that right uh do you know if that was just a random number i do you know i just don't know do you know benji i don't know i don't know uh, i really enjoy david warner as the doctor as i have with all the actors playing the doctor in the unbound series but it's got me wondering if you have plans to do a new original unbound series well It's something that I'd love us to do one day, but it's a difficult one uh, in terms of BBC approvals because, you know, I think they're a little bit sensitive, and rightly so, about us recasting The Doctor. Um, So I don't know, but it's something I'd love to talk to them about and do again one day. Anyway, thank you for making my Sundays happier, says Harry. Uh, and then he has put a massive picture of us merged together, but not really. He has just written that down so as to make me read that out. It's it's what Harry's written at the end, which is just weird.
0: Let's
8: Thank little you, a bit of
0: labour there for you, Nick. Just just make just making you use your voice for no reason. Goodness me. Um, finally, this one here from Nicholas Ferraza Dearest Nick, and the other one. Oh, and the other one am I <laughs> right? I'm going to read this out. Then right, put it in the bin. Uh, I hadn't noticed that he's having a bit of a laugh he's having a laugh he's having a joke a jolly jape. it's alright it's alright Nicholas I, uh, I forgive you, I forgive you. Uh, I'm writing in to complain about your latest podcast oh here we go yeah but it's one of these is it <laughs> I'm joking I'm joking for weeks now all that's been dominating the news down here in Australia is the infamous cricket ball tampering scandal it's all <sighs> anyone ever seems to talk about and it's treated like a genuine national tragedy As an Australian who's not into sport, brackets, there's about four of us (laughs) in total. (laughs) I'm sick of it. I need an escape. So I decided to tune into another thrilling episode of your podcast to finally (laughs) escape this cricket ball-shaped terror. And what do I find, though? Even the Big Finish podcast has been tainted with talk of this irritating (laughs) (laughs) debatical. What? Debartical, did you say? (laughs) Yes, sorry. (laughs) Debartical. debacle debacle debarnacles sorry i was (laughs) was chuckling too much um how could you big finish for this i expect nothing short of you crying on national television (laughs) to make up for it well well maybe not just just don't do it again Yes, uh, love tales of new earth. I was hesitant at first, but you really nailed it. I think that uh, every big finish release from now on should feature a bear with a jetpack swooping in to save the day at last minute. Uh, keep up the great work. Uh, only somewhat seri- uh, sincerely, Nick. Sent from just over there.
1: Well, there well, that we was go. A bear just uh, swooping in to save the day. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Yeah, I'm really sorry that I mentioned the cricket thing. We we can't win in this. It's all right, we'll, we'll talk about darts Sent this week. From just over there. I think that's a brilliant way to end an email. Sent from <laughs> just to, just over there. Saturday, um, in the corner. Oh, and thank you to Ian Humphries for emailing his postal address because he has he was our last competition winner. And talking of
0: competitions, as you may remember, our competition was for you to win a CD and download of our latest Sherlock Holmes release. The Master of Blackstone Grange, which also included the Christmas special The Fleet Street Transparency. The question was, in the Big Finish release of The Hound of the Baskervilles, who played Sir Henry Baskerville? And what is his connection to the famous British TV series The Avengers? And here's the winning email along with the answer. Dear Nick and
6: Benji,
1: the dual-edged answer you require is the actor playing Sir Henry is Samuel Clemens. And to answer the second part of your riddle, and his connection to the Avengers, is that he is the son of the legendary Brian Horace Clemens. Do you know, I didn't know that Brian's middle name was Horace. Author supreme of so much televisual and cinematic fantasy. Oh, and Highlander too. <laughs> but we will forgive that, lol. If I don't win the prize, you can solve that wound by contacting Hammer and getting the rights to Captain Kronos <laughs> Vampire Hunter, a character that would be amazing for you guys to bring to our life and a worthy tribute to mr clemens just imagine sent via zoanon james mcgregor there you have it james
0: yes, you are the winner congratula shayla mate Congratulations, shayla did you say yeah i don't know what it is. it's word it's a sort of it's a sort of congr- congratula shayla man um yeah
1: <laughs> uh there you have it i know that brian clemens he would, he would love us. He would love us to do Captain Kronos. I know he mentioned it to me
0: before. Uh, you'll be getting a download of the story, and it should already be actually in your Big Finish account. And the it CD is, I put it there. will be on its way very soon, flying across the cosmos to your address. Yeah, Cheryl from the warehouse uh, emailed me just now actually, and um, said
1: she, um, she was sending it today. Cool. So get, by the way, so we have coincidences. This is a difficult one to explain, but in the benji and nick show which we recorded just before we recorded this we talked a bit and you to find out why go and listen to it we talked a bit about dennis spooner Mm. and i mentioned how i'd met his daughter and dennis spooner was uh, a writing partner of brian clemmers and they were firm friends and and brian i know missed him dreadfully after he died And, and you know and lived a couple of decades without his his dear friend but he said he missed him every day and do you know shortly after we finished recording that podcast dennis spooner's daughter emailed me and said sorry i haven't been in touch since we met Ooh, nick that's so
0: isn't hmm. that weird? The, and I mean, I don't believe in it. That's just a real coincidence, isn't it? This just this fantastic. after y- your rant on how, I don't believe in any of this cosmic well, stuff. Well, I don't. It's because I
1: don't, life, I don't believe in any of that nonsense. It's all about coincidence. That's There's so very much strange, happening, isn't things it? Are bound to, yeah, and also she just lives like three or four stops down the line from me in London. And she said, I'll wave to you when you get on the train and all oh. this kind of thing. It's quite incredible. The level of coincidence there. Anyway, so time now for our next competition. It's for you to win the 10th Doctor Chronicles, featuring Jacob Dudman, narrating four great new 10th Doctor stories, with guest stars Michelle Ryan as Lady Christina
0: and Jacqueline King as Sylvia. Here is the question. In Planet of the Dead, the 10th Doctor TV episode in which Michelle Ryan featured as Lady Christina, what was the name of Unit's scientific advisor? Hmm... Send your answers to podcast at bigfinish.com and make your subject line San Helios.
1: The closing date is the 27th of April in the space year 2018. Good
0: luck! And that's the end of the competitions. And the end of the emails so thank you for all your comments keep them coming uh, because they are quite simply my favorite thing in the known universe it's true you know i like to think that out there is a whole universe of emails messages attachments (laughs) and they're all coming towards the computer for me to read it's a happy place strange place my mind but yes so that is the end of the emails goodbye So coming up soon is an interview with the
1: new producer of the Doctor Who Short Trips range. But before that, the current producer, Ian Atkins, still working on the range, takes us on a journey through the latest subscriber special Short Trips. These are the Short Trips you get for free when you subscribe to the Big Finish Doctor Who main range or monthly adventures, as they're going to be called when our new website finally arrives. Yes, free! Remember that old catchphrase? Subscribers get more at BigFinish.com. Well, I only ever said it because it's true. (laughs) Anyway... Here's Ian, who has done some absolutely phenomenal work with Doctor Who Short Trips. If you haven't delved into that range, I advise you in a very biased way <laughs> to do it without delay. It's full
4: of fantastic stuff. Anyway, over to Ian. Hi, I'm Ian Atkins. I'm the producer of the Subscriber Short Trips and I also oversee the Paul Spragg Short Trip Opportunity. When we did the Paul Spragg Opportunity last year, 2017, um, the response was not only phenomenal we had I think, nearly a thousand entries again but the quality was really superb and we whittled and whittled and whittled and we got down to about the last six and there can only be one kind of chosen title so we were thinking this is terrible really because at least five really great stories and yeah, really talented writers are just going to, have to be told go away try again next year uh, but then it occurred to me that um, I'd only booked, at that point, we'd booked up the recording for the subscriber short trips to um, kind of about June this year. So we said, well, actually, let's devote some of the slots for that to some of these these writers. So um, five of those six went on to then be commissioned as subscriber short trips. And um, we went into studio, uh, Nicholas Briggs reading um, Selim's, lovely Landbound, before Christmas last year for for the December release. And then just after Christmas, we went into uh, another studio with reader Stephen Critchlow, uh, a couple of the writers who were thankfully able to make it to come along, and we recorded the other five. I'm Paul Starkey, and I wrote An Ocean of Sawdust.
11: We're recording. Yes. Sorry. (laughs) Here we go, my friend. Doctor Who,
3: Short Trips, An Ocean of Sawdust by Paul Starkey, read by Stephen Critchlow. The boy huddled alone on the raft. The raft bobbed alone in an ocean of churning brown waves. Aside from his clothes, all the boy possessed was a sheet to protect him from the elements. But there were no clouds in the pale, sunless sky above. No extremes of heat or cold to concern him.
11: There was sort of an element of... You know the age-old story about you know dangling your feet out of the bed and something getting you, and, and from that I came up with this idea of a of a boy on a bed. Only he thought he was on a raft, and then it just sort of it sort of went from there and just built from there. And I don't even think I'd known which doctor I was going to use initially.
3: The doctor would have to leave the TARDIS to determine where he was. He had come here, wherever here was, by random chance, an accidental intersection with a kink in the time stream a temporal riptide of the kind the TARDIS encountered every day. They were really dangerous, and easy enough to escape if he was snagged by one. Sometimes, however, the doctor chose not to kick away from them. Sometimes he decided to follow, to go with the flow. Perhaps because he was born, perhaps because he didn't want to decide where to go next, leaving his destination to fate.
11: It sounds a bit counterintuitive, but almost I I think I chose the eighth doctor because he's the doctor I know, or one of the doctors I know the least, and you know I'm I'm a big sort of Peter Davison fan, and I talk whenever I've come up with sort of ideas like this before I've tended to default towards Davison or occasionally Troughton and and almost that's a bit of a hindrance because you you're you're sort of second guessing yourself too much about oh that doesn't quite sound like Peter Davison, whereas actually with with going for, for, for McGann it felt like a little bit more of a clean slate almost, um, which sort of relaxed me and, and let me sort of let it flow a bit better. I'm Ian Hidewell, and I wrote The Short Trip Taken For
3: Granted. Doctor Who Short Trips Taken For Granted by Ian Hidewell. Read by Stephen Critchlow. Jo Grant pulled the door of her digs shut behind her. She was late, and getting one of her many rings caught on the latch was. Not helping, any. Well, for mine,
12: um, this was actually an idea I'd had for the 2016 opportunity, um, but i discarded it because I felt uh, that there wasn't enough doctor in there and it was companion-centric. Um, but the idea just sort of persisted in my head, and I thought, well, if it's there, I'll try and get it out on
3: paper and just submit it, and I'm really pleased that I did. Beside Joe on the seat was the Daily Post. Skipping past the upcoming World Peace Conference, she found the page that really told her what was going on. Today will bring good news. Mother Nature will smile on you, and you're able to put your feet up as all your hard work pays off. For me, I
12: had uh, I, I I was utterly captivated when I very first saw Spearhead from Space and the image of autumn sort of in the woods, and from that informed my choice of the setting of the wood and I thought well how can I get Joe into the wood because I have a natural sort of like for Joe and and so the story just sort of formed itself of I had the central image how am I going to realise that when I was writing um, I could just almost hear Katie Manning speaking some of the lines and when I read it out and I found well that doesn't scan very well I would just try and picture how Katie might have said it had she been performing it. And then the, the sort of mannerism seemed to just appear from nowhere. It was it's, it's marvellous about her performance, I think.
4: Have either of you two had work recorded before? And have you ever been, if so, were you present? And what's today been like? Yeah,
11: this is, this is the first time I've had um, my work sort of recorded in this way. I've been published before, but the, fir- the first time I've ever heard an audio so to hear you know to hear an actor actually sort of speaking my words, um, it, it's amazing.
12: Uh, this is absolute first time for me. So um, I was completely uh, entranced by uh, hearing Stephen Critchlow reading the words out, and they really do pop off the page. Then when you hear somebody else reading it aloud, and uh, I think he turned in an amazing performance of it. I was really pleased.
3: My name's Stephen Critchlow, and I read five. Uh, Doctor Who audios for Big Finish I always look like it's like a child opening a Christmas present when the scripts arrive, I go which Doctor am I going to play this time and I like uh, I like doing the Tom Bacon because it's, it's, it's an impression I've done since I was five years old so it's been it's old familiar territory regardless of how good it is and I suppose I like doing the ones rather selfishly from my own era when I was watching it from 72 to 79 but what I like about them all is that each one is very different from the last and there are sad ones, there are funny ones, there are scary ones and, you know, they're never the same style and that's quite interesting. Someone who's done lots of radio, been already a Drama Company, you're doing three different plays a week with, with lots of different, like Shakespeare or Modern or Tennessee Williams or different accents. Um, it's a bit like that. And I like, I like the discipline. You have to read through it at least once. I do it twice so I know the flow of it. They're just delightful because as someone, like a lot of people who listen to Big Finish, were brought up on target Doctor Who books. And I was a kid and I would remember, I would try and imagine where the episode ended and mark it up in the book. You know, go, oh, chapter four might be where it ended. Because you didn't get the videos, did you, in those days? You couldn't see what they were actually like. You had no idea what the Tomb of the Cybermen would be like or or, or whatever was out. And as someone who would rush to the shops and buy when a new Target book came out. I remember the first one was Day of the Daleks and Giant Robot I bought. And then subsequently became a member of the, the Target book club and got a badge and ordered the Ice Warriors and it arriving. And it was was well, well, well into it. That's why it's so nice doing these, because I understand that people like to listen to them. I still listen to them. And it's great that so many
4: have now been produced. Given your radio background as well, Mm. where do you say you're doing so many things in a week, and with these as well, I mean you're doing today you've done five scripts in a day. Yeah, all of them have at least a couple of speaking roles, if not more. How do you, what are the dangers of having a lot of speaking roles in a day, especially the dangers of
3: speaking uh, in in this situation? There was one we did uh, the smallest battle where there were lots of guards and elders of about the same age with a generic accent. You can't put a South African or a Brummie or whatever on them. So you've got to try and... F- and a lot of them are back-to-back. So you've got to try and make one older, younger, nastier. I kind of cheat and go, well, that, maybe that sounds a bit like Peter Miles. Do a bit of nider on it, sort of nasal it up a bit, you know, and try and give them an attitude. So those are, that's one of the main pitfalls, is lots of different parts of about the same age and background and same accent. Then, it, you know, you've got to have your wits about you, I think. As the man came around the section of Collapsed Wall he quickly took in the situation and scrambled over fallen debris to reach the woman's side. The man gave Trevin a reassuring smile. This, he said, is a pretty pickle you've gotten yourself into. Are you hurt? He says he's stuck, the woman said, but otherwise unharmed. The man rubbed his hands together eagerly. We'll have you free in three shakes of a lamb's tail. What phrase, that? It's a great working on the the radio rep with people like... As I, when I started, um, You're amazing people like Brod Steiger I worked with and Dirk Bogard and, uh, which was extraordinary and Harold Pinter and Joan Littlewood and then other people like Bill Nye and Philip Jackson and Ken Cranham and you're watching them work and it's a, it's a great learning curve doing that so that's exciting uh, parts are exciting and I suppose if it's something that's dear to your heart like science fiction or horror or comedy that's always a joy, you know, to do Joe watched as unit soldiers circled the smouldering wreckage while the brigadier briefed a man from the ministry it was still early morning but this had all the makings of another late night
4: so there we are that was Stephen Critchlow, the, the subscriber short trips reader and a couple of the writers on the next run um, that starts in june of this year with ian Hydewell's taken for granted which you, you've heard a couple of clips from in september it's the smallest battle by stephen osborne uh, Again, you've heard one little clip from that, although you may not have realised it. After Christmas, which is the Christmas story this year, is Tuesday by Tony Jones, which um, wasn't part of the Paul Sprague opportunity. Then there's Andrew Allen's Loud and Proud in March next year, which is a sick doctor story where the sick doctor um, visits an anger management class. Then in June 2019, i have got Max Curtis's Still Life, which is a Third Doctor, Joe Grant story and it's absolutely hauntingly beautiful. Then finally, at the last of the the most recent run of these, Paul Starkey's An Ocean of Sawdust, which is an Naive Doctor story and um, again very beautiful and um, quite quite captivating and also you're never quite sure where it's going, which is also a lovely thing to have with a, a short story. Um, the Paul Sprague opportunity will be uh, as ever sadly on May the 8th uh, coming up Uh, we won't be turning runners up into uh, subscriber short trips again because we just don't have the schedule for it I haven't only got I think another two left to record but uh, we'll see what we can do and um, it's back to the podcast
0: and a nice reminder there from Ian about the Paul Sprague Memorial Short Shortship's Writers' Opportunity too. Yes, there'll be full details of that coming soon. Uh, it's a real
1: chance for new writers to get on board with Big Finish. That's the thing that we get a huge amount of correspondence about. Do you accept unsolicited submissions? We don't, but here's how we do. So please listen up for announcements concerning this Writers'
0: Opportunity right now though to the future and when the current run of short trips ends ian atkins will sadly be bowing out of the producer's chair having delivered some splendid work i had the pleasure of working with him on a couple of his releases doing some music and had a mm. lovely time and uh, yeah so thanks for that ian that was, it was really nice nice job that nice job yeah he's a uh, we we love lovely chap uh though. yes but in his place there'll be a brand new
1: producer made entirely of metal that's no, not true um uh, new <laughs> new cyber producer uh, he's new to big finish uh, but he's been a firm follower follower whatever that is follower, follower of, a of twist. our for, for for years this introduction is going well i'm sure alfie's gonna love this i'll stop explaining here's me chatting to him about stuff
8: Hello, uh, I'm Alfie Shaw, and I'm the new producer of the Short Trips range. Hello, Alfie. I think you're right.
1: So, um, how did th- how did this come about then? As if I didn't
8: know. Yes, you, as if you weren't heavily involved. <laughs> um, so, well, I I met you during um, some work for the BBC, and you were you, uh, you were very. Nice and kind to me, and I sort of said, Please, it's lovely working with you. Please, please, can I come and see me finish? I'm a big fan, you know. And you went, Oh, well, thank you, that's very kind. <laughs> um, and I sort of come and visited a, a couple of recordings. And then, just just by chance, uh, I happened to meet Dave Richardson at uh, an awards event, who's very nice. And then I got an email from you saying, Please, can we talk? And then from there, it turns out you you'd thought of me than this when this opportunity had arisen.
1: That's uh, yeah. And that's, in the in the meantime, you've been working at the BBC and doing some podcast stuff, haven't you?
8: Yes, uh, done some uh, I did my own kind of podcast stuff the background, and then stuff I did a BBC production trainee scheme thing. In the meantime, Which I've...
1: you were very, you know, that's quite a prestigious thing to get on, isn't
8: it? Yes, uh, it's it's quite um, quite competitive, uh, but I wasn't really aware of that I mean obviously you know it's it's a big organization and you sort of it's a prestigious thing but I did I wasn't aware of the sheer numbers involved and they told you afterwards I was like, I'm so glad I didn't know that yeah. going through the sort of, 12 stages
1: yeah. you were certainly sold to me by my, my senior producer at Radio 4 Extras so, you know oh yes 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 he's he's achieved a lot she said um <laughs> so now you've come to do the short trips for Big Finish hmm. what um what are your initial thoughts about the range and how you'd like to see it go in the future?
8: I think, it's, I think it's a great range. It's a really nice space to do a lot of very sort of personal and intimate stories, um, and I'm going to try and carry on carry on with those and try and get more. You know, because it's really, it's a nice, sort of quiet character pieces really for quite a lot of them. Um, in terms of people who've had some nice. Uh, there have been some great stories with villains. Uh, I'm the master, which I know is coming up, and also uh, how to win planets and influence people with the monk, I particularly enjoyed. So, we might try and do some more villainy pieces, uh, more details to be confirmed. Um, I'm going to try and do a nice sort of range of spread of doctors again, obviously, try and keep things up. Um, yes, it's all. So we it's obviously, you and I know exactly what's happening, but they're kind of <laughs> shrouded in secrecy. And you, can't, you can't go, oh, well, we might do this, and then great deductive logic will flow, and they go, oh, I know exactly what this is. And go, ah, damn, strike that from the record.
1: Yes, not all plans confirmed, <laughs> as yet. But you are, um, I think it's fair to say, like the rest of us at Big Finish, you're a fan of Doctor Who?
8: Yes, I'm a very, a very devoted fan of Doctor Who. In fact, Big Finish was one of the... Main ways that my interest in Doctor Who was sort of fanned to the flames. I was of the generation that didn't really have a doctor, sort of. I was, you know, the I was a 90s child, so there wasn't anything on. Uh, and I went to the. Windsor? I think one doesn't it say Windsor. Uh, there was a convention that was on a, a house um, near. It was, I used to go to Centre Parks every year, and it was near the Longleat House. Oh, That's right, right. what I'm struggling for. And I bought the first bit of Doctor Who. I ever bought with my own money was The Fearmonger, Monger. Oh, um, so I've been a, a sort of a loyal and avid Big Finish listener and Doctor Who fan really ever since.
1: Oh, that was like the third release, wasn't it? I think the fifth. Fifth, oh, right, okay. But yes, very, very early. You know, my, you know <laughs> better than me. <laughs> yeah, what came from? Anyway. All right. What's, um, <sighs> uh, what's tingling your molecules about uh, Big Finish at the moment?
8: Ooh, um... Well, I this is we're recording. Although this might go out afterwards, with Ravenous is just coming up, mm-hmm. and the Candyman is my favourite dog's Who monster. Really? Yes. Okay. Um, but very much, I when I watched The Happiness Patrol, thought this is a fantastic idea that's just not done quite right. And then when it was I didn't realise that the original version was a, a less uh, sweet based, literally sweet based monster. <laughs> Uh, and I thought, oh like an evil Willy Wonka would be brilliant. And that's obviously what you guys have gone back to. Mm-hmm. So that's, I'm really looking forward to that, or will be listening to and enjoying that by the time this goes out. Uh, and I've very much been enjoying your most recent Sherlock Holmes, which is, I'm always looking forward to. Oh, brilliant. Master of Practice you. Games was great, and I thoroughly recommend. Uh, so that's what's tingling my molecules, other than my obvious employment, which is <laughs> vibrating me the most.
1: <laughs> well, you're very on message, aren't you? Well, <laughs> well you. Is. Um, And what's tingling your molecules generally in entertainment?
8: Oh, um, I think probably I've been We've been watching the second series of series of unfortunate events on Netflix. The Lemony Snicket series of books that they've done with Neil Patrick Harris. Mm-hmm. They're quite fun. Uh, I mainly watch a lot of things on Netflix, uh, which is probably quite bad considering my former employees, but never mind. Um, <laughs> Queer Eye, actually, the new series of Queer Eye.
1: I've heard great things is, about that.
8: It's yeah. fantastic, but it's very weird for me because I don't like reality TV at all and i've always gone oh it's you know horrible and negative and you know it's just people fighting and then it's a show about five relentlessly positive and happy people bringing happiness into other people's lives i'm like this is great um, but it has now spewed a a DIY interest in my, well not, it's sort of, my girlfriend is now using it as a, as an excuse to dress me better and redesign the house and do various things. Well, you you enjoyed that show. Yes, that is true. <laughs> so I do now have to worry about colour schemes and fabrics. That is, yes, you've got me there, dear. Um, so that's that's my current... You
1: we wearing a nice waistcoat. Is that her idea? Uh,
8: no, actually, that's, um, I've always been, this is the sort of the Doctor Who influence. Ever since I was young, I've sort of gone for Doctor Who style clothing, but I adopted the kind of Colin Baker colour scheme, which was just any colour, <laughs> stick it together, and my girlfriend is now slowly unpicking that and making it... Well, no, it's, it's a nice look, but maybe those two colours clash and those lines and squares don't go to... I, I don't know, so when I dress myself, it's all just a, a mishmash.
1: <laughs> do you, although that's, this sounds, what you've just described, sounds like your entertainment guilty secret anyway. Do you have a, an entertainment guilty secret, something that you... <sighs> Think you shouldn't like, but do.
8: Yes, I think uh, I have a. I don't really watch them, but I've never really grown up, so I still, I still on various websites look at right in here. Yeah, go on. (laughs) Well, look at the new series of Power Rangers and Pokemon because they were my childhood things.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm only forced to watch those because of my son.
8: (laughs) I mean, I I like the Pokemon games, but I don't really watch the the cartoon. But I find Power Rangers just fascinating on so many levels. Because there was one recently which went for a really post-apocalyptic, very serious, sort of, the world's been destroyed, Terminator in the future style. And then had five multicoloured people (laughs) just running across this desert. So this isn't the movie that was no, no, I quite liked I quite liked the movie. The last movie. The last movie, wasn't yes. Bad, it was not too bad. I yeah. I
1: managed to get through it without falling asleep in the
8: cinema. <laughs> yeah. Um but I don't watch the series. I very much, I look at the new title sequence and go, "Oh, pirates again." <laughs> Great. It's <laughs> really the closest I come to a guilty secret. Everything else I either just love or refuse to watch point blank. So
1: uncompromising, eh? Yeah.
8: Mm. <laughs> uncompromisingly watching things beginning with p (laughs) thank you
1: and there's a chap who we do hope is going to have a very fruitful future with big finish or not i mean who can tell (laughs) i may have fired him already uh uh, anyway i put let's hope so but i hadn't written the letters
0: <laughs> let's hope I haven't fired him. Uh, let's hope he he's going to be brilliant. Let's hope so. Yeah. Sorry, I just got the random words selectortron up. You see, because it is now time for the random words selectortron. So let's see if Ran does his or her work to find us something rather splendid from the Big Finish archives for us to chat about. Oh yeah, I don't know. Is Ran, is ran a she now? I, I just thought ran was a ran was a a thing. I don't know. I don't know. Uh,
1: Whatever Ran is
0: I love you Ran So cue the epic music Why not let's do this Right what we got Brotherhood of the Daleks Oh That's get So Nick Briggs directed one here And what better man to tell us about this Than the Briggs Master himself Absolutely Of cool. 10 years old this one Released in October 2008 Really Yeah 10 Well nearly 10 years 9 and a bit Yeah Wow, that takes me back.
1: Listen, um, here's the flipping trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. Brotherhood of the Daleks.
0: Begin. Now. Folkestone. Natives of a world in the ninth system of a far-off galaxy. A world with an icy core, tropical by day, sub-zero by night. World carpeted with strange and deadly flora. And the name of the world is. Uh, Doctor, come,
5: come on,
7: come on,
6: step to it.
7: Well, it's not me they're remembering. But
6: they, they can't. Be. Charlotte, it's you. No, really, no. They're remembering you. Oh, well, this is absurd. You are
9: the 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 what is the What
2: is the word. Word.
1: Oh, Doctor, there's something I've been meaning to tell you. Now, from the pen of Alan Barnes, who's also the script editor of The Range, what uh, a crazy, crazy release. Have you heard it, by the way?
0: I've not, but I want to because it, it mentions Spyridon and in, as soon as I saw that word, I was like, right, I'm getting, on, getting involved.
1: Getting involved with this, definitely. <laughs> There's a whole thing. This was all during the time when uh, Charlotte Pollard, played by India Fisher, was travelling with the sixth Doctor. And it was a, a range of stories we had to extend due to Colin and India requesting it in quite a forceful fashion. I think we had <laughs> them down to do three stories together we went, no, oh, no, no, we want to do more than that. They got on so well and we had so many lovely stories to tell. And uh, this is one of the more bonkers ones because it's written by Alan Barnes. There's all sorts of uh, things aren't what they seem. and. You get to hear the Daleks singing uh the red flag
0: <laughs> <laughs> excellent
1: yes. uh it also um guest stars one of my favorite actors, Michael Cochran, who I cast at any given opportunity <laughs> you know i've I've had him playing uh, number two in the prisoner twice um yeah i yeah Michael is a delight and a fantastic actor, and just a i don't know just one of those people i just naturally find it's just a pleasure to stand in the the same bit of the planet earth with him <laughs> marvelous um so i've just noticed a typo on the site which i'll go in and incorrect because my good old friend uh joe castleton is in this and her name is written in as joe cassats so that's <laughs> a bit of bad typing by some herbert um yeah great oh and and steve as well steve hansel's in it brilliant i forgot and nicholas who i don't know anyway um great yeah uh, i think this was the story in which michael cochran came in and he was starting to act and i said there's a strange rustling noise and he said i i know i know what that is it's these damn trousers (laughs) i knew it this i put them on this morning and they're so noisy hold on a sec he just took his trousers (laughs) off. he did the rest of the day walking around in his pants (laughs) underpants i should say oh my (laughs) i know really it's hilarious no way what a what a Uh, champion it's just without you know because i would have jokingly said it but he was absolutely i've taken them off fantastic
0: yeah that's, oh. that's when you know a true true master of his craft don't you I remember we we had that actually we had um when i was at uni we were shooting a short film and there was a there's a chap in it who, who was playing a, a homeless man and he turned up and he'd just been he the actor turned up and he'd just been to the sports club and we said oh um would we, we said let's because we we're on location so we'll, uh, we'll just escort you to somewhere where you can get changed and he said no because he was late because he was playing squash or something he said no i'll get changed here gets down to his pants on the street and gets That's changed true. and i remember you know because i'd never i was i was really young like 18 no i was just like what is going on who strips down in the middle of hastings as well which it's uh, it's not somewhere you want to be caught caught in, in your pants you'll, you'll get hurt actors are a bit like that you know
1: if we're if we're working we kind of were okay about taking our clothes off to, maybe not all of them, but you know what I mean? Just sort of, I remember, you know, John Pertwee had no problem if you were sort of in his dressing room chatting to him, he wouldn't mind getting changed, you know what I mean? Because he was working. It's not like he was doing a strip tease or something. He'd just sort of take his shirt off or whatever, you know,
0: which you don't normally do in normal walks In social, life, yeah, know? situations. Yeah, but yeah. Very professional, that's very, it's a good move, that is.
1: I've got one more little anecdote concerned with this and it's really about what a perfectionist India Fisher is because there's some big emotional scenes in this because of course the whole dilemma with the Doctor is the business about him wondering who the heck she is and her knowing too much about him because of course she was travelling with a later incarnation first and the audience were thinking all the time well how on earth is that going to work because then if the sixth Doctor knows who Charlotte Pollard is how come the eighth Doctor didn't know her when he met her oh, All yeah. that. So there's that underlying tension going on in the story. Um, And um, India was very concerned about getting a particular scene right. And I remember we did it on the first day and she really uh, kept pressing about it. And I think she contacted me that evening of the first night and said, you know, I really want to do it again. So we we did the scene again because she'd had some different ideas about it. I think she was giving herself a really hard time. I, I thought she did it brilliantly the first time. And I can't honestly remember which take we used, but she was most insistent on having another go at it
0: as how, how you, you should be, it's that's amazing isn't it, what a lovely yeah. dedication to the character and, and the story as well. And I will of course be working with her
1: again on the third and final series of the uh, of Charlotte Pollard's, the Charlie you know, solo series uh, but more m- news on that later in the year, mm. I know it's taking a while, it's taking a while uh, the scripts have been written by Ian Meadows and I'm working on them now and uh, then we're waiting for availability of certain people i'll say no more i nearly revealed everything then i'll keep my mouth shut
0: right nice one ran yeah cheers ran always delivering the goods there and so, uh, as the podcast spontaneously converts its own molecular structure into that of a giraffe-like tree- creature, these a creature there, with five heads, and wanders off across the plains of the planet Giraffos, uh, there's just time for Nick to round up the latest. I've got such a good picture in my mind of, of that creature now. A pretty, <laughs> very top-heavy, I can imagine. Yeah, could, yeah. Could prove how to pro- have some strong legs. Could could prove a problem. Uh, Somebody draw it for us. There you go. That's a challenge. Somebody fancies drawing uh, that creature. Bet no one does. Why not? Why not? You know, life's life's too short. Give it a go. Uh, But now there's just time for (laughs) Nick to round up the latest audio delights to tingle your ear things at bigfinish.com. So, Nick, make us proud to be alive. I'll do my best, Benji. At a Girl,
1: a big Finish original drama starring Alicia Ambrose Bailey, a stupendously good big Finish original created by Louise Jameson and produced by Helen Goldwyn, all about the female pilots of the Second World War. You are loving this. Ravenous one! Arsenal Mill. Aha! The latest saga to engulf the Eighth Doctor. You've had Dark Eyes and Doom Coalition. Now comes this epic, starring alongside Paul McGann, oh, Nicola Walker, Hattie Moraghan, and Ian McNeice. Beyond exciting, and the Candyman's in it too! Need I say more? <laughs> I think not. Blake Seven Crossfire Part 3, the third and final part of this full-cast Blake Seven saga, is out there, packed with great stories and original cast members. And don't forget, the free excerpt, don't forget, I don't know why I'm doing it like I that. I don't
0: know why, but <laughs> but don't, don't forget to blow the bloody doors off.
1: <laughs> the free excerpt of the 10th Doctor chronicle. The 10th Doctor Chronicles. 10th Doctor. The last chance. Yes, it's free. I tell you,
0: free! And that's your lot. Thank you very much, Nick. You've made me proud to be alive. <laughs> uh, any moment now, of course, we'll be teasing you with the first 15 minutes of Torchwood Believe! Oh. And just a reminder that this contains adult material that some listeners may find disturbing, and that's right from the start. Uh, but before that, they might find this disturbing as well. Let's do the trailer for this podcast. Nick, ready? I'm ready. Available now
1: from Big Finish Productions, a podcast originally released on the 15th of April in the
0: space year Flibbity Dumdo. And this week we have news on the Tom Baker Series 7B. Ooh! Yes, there's the the Callum theme and some details about the story titles. Uh, We have the 10th
1: Doctor Chronicles, very exciting. And it's a Doctor Who short trips special. We go behind the scenes of the recording of the subscriber short trips and also talk to the new
0: producer of the short trips range. And there'll be the usual madness and mayhem as we discuss such things as trousers falling down and and cricket no, we won't be discussing. Ooh. One thing we won't be discussing is cricket. Does so get a mention. Cricket. 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 Uh, and and then, we'll, we'll yeah. have the, the emails and the, the rands and the randomoids and all, all the usual fru- frolics and and fruitfulness. And there's a 15-minute drama
1: tease of Torchwood Believe. Well, how do you rate that as a trailer? Or
0: well, I don't know, I'll give it six. Yeah, it's, it's, out of 100? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six out of 100, you know, it started off strong, but... <laughs>
1: You it's know. a good
0: it's a good podcast though it is good i'd I listen i mean
1: yeah well, uh, what, well. <laughs> of course well, what was. a recommendation well i was i was in it
0: yeah i'll
1: listen why not why not and so now we join the complete torchwood gang for believe and just a last warning that this episode contains adult material that some listeners may find disturbing right from the start
9: Is this thing actually on red light? Yeah. This is my testament. This is my message to the world. My name is... Isaac, shut up! Sorry, he... I suppose he knows. Somehow. I've given him plenty of food. I don't want you thinking think I'm a bad owner. He'll be fine. My mum will look after him. My name is Davy Russell. This is my testament. This is my message to the world. We need to evolve. We need to leave the old flesh behind. Tomorrow is waiting. The stars are waiting. I need to make you listen. To make you act. To make you let go of the status quo of the Earth. This is death. This is the dead end of the human race. Oh, God. I'm not sure I can. (coughs) <coughs> oh, God. <coughs> That's right. <coughs> Turning to the stars. That's all this is. It'll be... to not stop watching. To not ignore this, please. This is important. This is my testament. Look to the stars. We need to be out there. We need to evolve. Praise the outsiders. Praise Captain Jack Harkness.
7: Just look at you all. So many people. That's great. Really great. The word's getting out there, right? People are listening. You're listening. And I'll tell you who else is listening, shall I? The ones out there. (laughs) They've been listening for years, and watching, and waiting waiting for us to be ready for us to be worthy waiting for the day when earth joins the rest of the universe and takes the next step
6: towards the future steve ross One-time comic writer, founder of the Church of the Outsiders, a bunch of weirdos who want to run away to space and shag all the aliens. Sounds like quite a good plan, actually. Well, yeah, when I put it like that. They think that mankind is at a dead end here on Earth and that we should leave it all behind. The future of the human race lies in the combination of our species and the races we meet. A hybrid human bred for the stars, Homo Stellar. From comic writer to prophet, the guy's got a point.
2: I've read most of Steve Ross's comics, actually. He was really good. They're classics. He quit the industry in the early 80s because the editors kept interfering with his script.
6: And he went on to set up a religion, which is what I am trying to talk about. Ah, yeah. Sorry.
2: So what's Steve Ross done now that's put him on our radar?
6: Not much. He's dead. Died back in 93. The Church of the Outsiders is now effectively run by two people. First, his widow, Val.
2: Listen, I know that. We've got to find her.
10: You think I wanted it to come to this? For Christ's sake, Frank, you know as well as I do what she could... <sighs> she could break everything we've built here. Do you want that? Well, then a bit of support here wouldn't go amiss, you know?
5: Mrs Ross?
10: Mrs Ross? Oh, good girl. Hi.
5: Erin. Um, Erin, of course. What can I do for you? Sorry, I, I know I should just book a consultation. but I saw you walking along and I thought, well...
10: Might as well try. if it's for programming, then you do need to book a consultation. Besides, the middle of the corridor is hardly the right place. Oh, oh, no, of course not. No, I wouldn't do that.
5: That would just be, well, rude. Besides, I'm still working on the visualisations from the last session. So great. Really helpful. I'm glad. So? Oh, sorry, yes. It's about the greys.
10: I think you'll find they dislike that term.
5: Oh, I didn't mean to be rude. It's... It's just hard to know what to call them. Your fellow travellers on the road towards becoming homo, Stella? That's exactly it. They don't feel like our fellow anything. They act as if they're completely superior to the rest of us. I know we need to be tolerant and, as you said in the last assembly, accept that we all find our own path to the stars. We do? Well, they're getting so disruptive. They come to the group meetings and they just talk over everyone. And with the voice and the... You know, the... Some of the surgeries. It's just... I understand.
10: Believe me, I do. But just because they find it beneficial to take more aggressive steps to separate themselves from their earth-bound identities, that doesn't mean they're not one of us. Of course not. No, I I get that. Of of course I do. It's just... Well, I... I'm really trying hard to avoid the word freaky. (laughs) The Church of the Outsiders embraces the other, the alien, in all its forms. If you can't interact with your fellows just because they choose to modify their identities a little... A little! How do you think you'd manage when faced with the beauty of something truly different from yourself?
5: I hadn't thought about it like that.
10: Then our little conversation has given you something to consider. Yes, I suppose it has. Well, unless I'm mistaken, here comes your co-pilot for the next few days. I trust you will make him feel welcome. Of course. Can't wait to help him find the way. With all due respect, Erin, our conversation has proven that you're not entirely sure of where that is. I'm still learning. And with my help, you'll get there. All of you. I'll leave you to it. I look forward to seeing you both at tomorrow morning's assembly. Yes. Looking forward to it.
7: Hello. Erin, is it? Apparently you're going to show me around.
6: The photo's a couple of years old from her last book tour.
2: Hmm. You think Val's been spending some of the church money on plastic surgery?
6: Perhaps it's alien DNA.
2: Yeah. Squared it right into her face. You shouldn't judge. She can choose to look however she wants.
6: (coughs) Sorry. Val's English-born. She moved to the States after university and met Ross when she worked in the offices of major comics as a publicist. She co-wrote a number of his early books and now she knocks them out herself. uh, Including... The Heaven Out There, Tomorrow's Planet Today, The Celestis Index, and my personal favourite, Universal Passions. A guidebook, and I shit you not, to sex with alien species, including pencil sketches of reproductive organs. So, for those of you who've been crying out for a book crammed with doodles of space fanny, this is your puppy. Can I borrow that? No, you bloody can't. Now, while Steve and Val probably didn't breed with aliens outside their own sweaty imaginations, they certainly did with each other. This is the daughter. Her name's Andromeda, because of course it bloody is. She may be a good way in. She's been in hiding for a few months, some kind of falling out with the church. The last thing they want is someone who knows their inner workings blabbing to the public, so they've already started a smear campaign. They're saying she's had long-term mental health problems, delusional, a couple of suicide attempts in her teens. Basically, painting her as someone not to be believed.
5: Not today. Please, not today. Oh God Go away Just go away Miss Ross Please let me in, I know you're in there
1: Who is it?
2: A friend I doubt that My name is Gwen Cooper I'm here to help
6: If we can get her on side, I reckon half the job's done. If anyone knows where the bodies are buried, it'll be her. But if we can't, there's this guy. Frank Layton. He's based in London but effectively runs the church alongside Val. Of course I don't want that.
7: This is my... Val! Val, I support you all the way. You know that. I... Val! Ugh. Fine, hang up on me. Oh, that woman... Mr Layton, I understand there's a problem with your meal? Yeah, well, look at Um, it. Sir? I eat here all the time, yes? I'm a good customer, a regular customer. Not one of your fly-by-night Japanese tourists, or or, uh, tasteless politicians trying to play merry hell with their expense accounts. I've dined here for years. And your continued patronage means a great deal to us, sir. (laughs) Well, keep serving me food like this and you won't be getting it. Because I'll be lying dead on that shiny, polished floor of yours. Look at it! Swimming in oil! I look after myself. The kitchen knows this. The usual waitress knows this. She always makes sure my food is prepared carefully, healthily. Ah, I... I apologize, Mr. Leighton. There must have been a breakdown in communication. Well, there'll be a breakdown in my aorta if I risk a mouthful of this. I'll have it changed immediately. Our chef will prepare you something especially. Filet mignon. Light on the oil, green vegetables, oven-baked potatoes. He knows all of this. I don't know why I'm having to explain. As I say, sir, a mix-up most unfortunate. The chef will look after you. Hey, you can take the bread away with you, too. I'm gluten intolerant. Something else you should have remembered. (sighs) unbelievable.
2: Some people just don't listen, do they?
7: No? Oh, tell me about it. It's hardly rocket science, is it? <clears throat> Eat here often?
2: I... no, I... Well, a friend recommended it, and I was in town on my own, and I didn't really know where to go, so I thought... Well, I thought I'd give it a try.
7: Oh, oh I see.
2: Not that it's ever much fun, you know, eating alone.
7: Oh, I'm used to it. I do it all the time. Uh, oh, um, well, by all means, though... Uh, Feel free to join me.
6: Oh, if you're sure. Leighton's the accountant. He doesn't get involved in the church side of things. The church isn't recognised as a religion within the UK, but thanks to Leighton, it was declared a non-profit organisation in 2003, which gives them considerable tax breaks.
2: Owen asked me to look into the accounts and they're a work of art. Last year they declared an income of
6: £8,348,000. Which is just in the UK, where they have to declare it. There are other smaller branches worldwide, so you can safely double that.
2: They claimed expenditure of £9,223, showing a deficit of just under a million.
6: <laughs> Which is just <laughs> accounts magic. Of course they're not running at a loss.
2: Where does the money come from? Do you pay to join?
6: You pay for courses one-on-one consultations with higher-ranking members. Books, CDs, anything I can throw at you. They have a free satellite TV channel, Outsiders TV, that shows footage from a lot of their conventions. Mainly, though, it acts as an advert for their stuff and the church in general, and a number of members also choose to live in one of their communal centres, you know, for that 24-7 indoctrination experience, the biggest of which is this. Formerly Gilman Hall, a private school, A massive pile of tax-deductible stately homes set in a hundred-odd hectares of estate.
2: Not a bad address for a company claiming to run at a loss?
6: Yeah, it currently houses around 200 members, alongside Val, who has her own private apartment there. If you want to move in, you basically hand them everything you have as a valuable first step in divorcing yourself from the trappings of earthbound existence.
8: So money is changing hands, fine. But I don't see why this is something we need
6: to get involved with. What makes them a threat? They're stepping up the game. The church has access to data that they shouldn't have, and in the last few months they've not been messing about when it comes to getting it.
0: <sighs> Laura? You doing the crossword? I'm stuck on eight across. From the depths of the ocean to the sky at night. A Roman star. Seven letters. <laughs>
6: Laura! What's this now?
8: Laura? Corporal Gates? This is a restricted area! I'm entitled to use deadly force! Show yourself now or face the consequences!
0: Look behind you, you idiot! Quiet! uh, Take
9: whatever you can! Is Neptune Stupid Human
0: You've been listening to a big finish production. Really? Yeah, for quite.